Howdy, friends. Uh, welcome to Finding the Frothers, new times, new format. Uh, essentially, the podcast will stay true to its roots in finding new frothers to chat to, uh, but we're going to really focus on new and emergent ways of being and doing, especially as we kind of have to transition to a bit more of a digital lifestyle. Um, and I've been hanging out to have my buddy Dan Kalapsky on the podcast for ages, so I thought, what better time than now, because he is actually one of the original frothers. Um, he's one of my favorite thinkers on the planet and I'm very grateful to say he's one of my best mates as well. Um, and the reason why it's pertinent at the moment is he runs a company called Yes And and he has a physical festival which has now had to be transitioned to a digital festival which is cool and it's just going to be just as rad. So we are discussing in this conversation the new ways of doing things, new ways of being, thinking, how to surround yourself with uh, interesting human beings and how to push yourself a little bit and to find more flow. Um, Dan thinks on his feet and has this freakish ability to take on new information, blaze a trail with it, and then invite everyone else along for the ride, which makes him a radical radical coach and a radical human. So lots of deep thought and um, yeah, I hope you guys have as frothy a time as I have. So without further ado, here is Dan Kalapsky. Oh yeah, um, welcome to Finding the Frothers podcast, New Times uh delivered with ponchos on now um today i've got an absolute frother one of my original anchor frothers for anyone who doesn't know the concept around frothing and having frothy people in your life it's all about identifying people who you can have access to at all times which are your your anchor frothers and then it's all about going scaling right up to those people you don't think you could actually meet um and how can we pull them into your universe and one of the most important things about that is having your anchor frothers, and I've got one on the line with me right now. One of my anchors, Dan Kalapsky. What's going on, brother? You. <laughs> Thanks for having me, brother. Yeah, cheers, man. Um, you're looking good there. Your beard's looking good, all black. Um, I'm going with a poncho that you gave me a, a year or so ago as a present. <laughs> I thought thought it was appropriate, even though probably not Queensland attire. Um, but yeah, we're gonna go with it. Um, ponchos on tour, mate. Tell us a bit about the awesomeness and the stuff that you do. Um, maybe just a little background for our listeners because um, I know we're going to get into some juicy, frothy stuff about what's going on in the world. Yeah, so uh, a little bit of everything in answering that question from, um, yeah, running it. Used to be a physio in a, in a past life and uh, now running a series of physiotherapy clinics with my business partner to uh, running a developmental coaching and adventure company where our main offerings are, uh, you know, one-on-one coaching, um, festival, which gave birth, we gave birth to last year. And uh, we've got a, an Arctic leadership adventure that happens once a year and then a retreat as well. Um, yeah, uh, basically frothing on, anything that's got to do with uh, human behavior and the development through our levels of consciousness and how we can co-liberate one another. Yeah, mate. Well, I mean, I wasn't going to go there, but like, let's start with that. Maybe just a, a brief, <laughs> can you do a brief overview of levels of consciousness? I guess, considering where we're at at the moment, um, and the work that you're doing is like, well, how can we invite more people into the conversations around how to awaken is the cool term, but really just to genuinely like at the core of it, give more fucks about ourselves, open up our perception to what's going on in the world um, and then allow ourselves to be able to be of service to more people. So maybe you can riff on that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, it's really about bringing together two worlds uh you know eastern and western and and bring bringing together the worlds of waking up and growing up uh waking up we can think of that as anything you know you can experience states of waking up with meditation uh working with psychedelics uh dance yoga where you experience a momentary uh window of clarity uh However, when we come back to our default programs of the mind, that's where growing up's important. We've been given this window that shows us the work to be done. And then we come back into 
growing up where we develop the skills to be able to shift our default way of being into one that is a more clearer and a truer expression of ourselves and allows us to connect in a more true way with people around us and and therefore allows us to work in a better way and to be more effective in the work that we're doing out there so like you were saying uh, it's all about you know the levels of consciousness are all about the perspective from which we uh we see the world and we can use four quadrants to explain that um, we can walk around and simply mainly be seeing the world from our own eyes and from the eye and be thinking about the eye all the time or most of the time or we can think about the eye and also simultaneously bring in a consideration for the other right and so that takes us a notch higher in the level of consciousness and then we can think about ourselves as we should whilst simultaneously thinking of others and then thinking about the things we do in this world including the work and how we show up in doing the things that we do in this work so that's then taking like that's taking a third person perspective so yourself the other and the thing that you're doing and then how all of that falls into the ecology of everything out there the system whether it be the system of your family the system of a company or organization you're a part of and the system at large on a global level which we're now seeing being highlighted so yeah um it, it it's definitely not a not a simple sort of answer or, or it's quite a complex uh outlook however as as human beings um we are by no means simple so that's true yeah we are yeah. complex motherfuckers if only life was simple if only life was easy how often that's do we right. hear that it's like that's boring as fuck have a little bit of a ex exploration find some more frothers that test you um look at the completely opposite scale of where you're thinking and, and see what you could learn from a small percentage of the truth that must lie within their statements. And when you start to understand that, that's when you can start to really piece together a fucking kind of more crazy mosaic of what the world looks like, but, but also a more full one. Um, and, and that's for me, that's really exciting. And so I guess let's segue Saurus. I don't know if you've ever seen that meme. It's pretty cool. Um, Segway Saurus into the into what you're doing coming up and how that has I guess been changed. We're not going to talk about the COVIDs. I was thinking of a hashtag like Novid, but of course it's kind of intertwining into everything, right, at the moment. So the change uh, that has happened in the festival that you're creating and what that's what that is for starters, and then what that's going to look like now because I've been assisting a few other festivals and things to go online because that's kind of a space that I, I, I tend to hang out in um, and run workshops a lot online. Most of my work is online, which is kind of sad, but I guess now I'm better poised to assist. So take us through um, the yes and vibe and the festival and then what it's transitioned to. And then we'll talk about a few of the frothers that are going to be involved. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I can really touch on what you just spoke to, which was at this point in time, I think there's two things we really need to be doing a going out there and finding uh, those that can take us to, to our edge of development. Uh, those frothers out there that can take us, take us there while simultaneously looking for people that we can support and people that can support us. Right. In, in this, in this specific period that we're in, we should always be doing that, but it's all the more highlighted right now. And so it's funny. I woke I was in the middle of my meditation and just laughed at the fact that like, you know, four years ago I got involved with some improv theater and the core concept of it was yes. And, and I, in the middle of that meditation, I was like, sweet, this is improvisational theater. Welcome to the fucking stage where there's no script and to allow for flow on a stage where there's no script, like we've got no script with what's happening right now, you need to say yes and. So you say yes and contribute to something. So you build it and evolve it 
And the reason we're saying yes and not no to offerings out there. So what are you saying yes to? You're saying yes, even on stage and whether it be now in life, we're saying yes to offerings from those around us and offerings from the actual situation. And we're saying yes to it because those offerings contain a partial truth. If they're coming from someone else, there is a partial truth and it's partial because it's part of the whole truth. So if we say yes to those, th to those things and contribute with our own partial truth, then what we're doing is building and evolving and emerging whole truth, right, of, of reality. And yeah, yes, and festival. We were uh, taking it from a one-day event to a two-night event, camping out, and then uh, this beautiful virus came in, and we were like, cool. So we could do it in spacesuits and still do all the hugging and body painting and all of the sincere work and talking about how to show up in this world. Unlikely to happen. And so we uh, decided to live stream globally uh, because to do nothing just didn't seem right a lot of the content that was in the festival is all the more pertinent now and um, you know talking about business and work for good and how do we do that at this point in time how do we start to think about work um, not like not how do I what do I do to get paid but rather what could I do that would be useful right now and supportive to what is required by others right now and if, I ask, if we ask ourselves that question, even people that have never even thought of working online, if we ask ourselves that question and then go, how can I do that online? Then it'll help us ride out this period and potentially come out the other end with a whole new uh, approach to work and whole new realm of work or, or occupation for some people or whatever else. So um, yeah, we're, we're we're still going to, it's important to us that we still play online. We want to um, achieve some level of connectedness and show how we can uh, work locally and connect globally. So we've just partnered up with a conscious events company called Wicked Thoughts over in the Netherlands. So we'll be streaming live to those guys. We're going to be streaming live from the Saturday all the way to the Sunday, having a lot, lots of fun. We're still going to be doing ecstatic dance with Tommy Franklin a sound bath with the didgeridoo and a welcome to country, all of those things will still be included just from your living room or your corner of the world. And so if we can bring the space within which everyone will be in, into the virtual world and create one space, that's what we're looking to do, to do with this festival. Um, yeah, and we're super psyched for it. Dude, I just had a thought and it's, um, it's a little bit random and it kind of, it goes back to like, I think the way that people can if they can anchor into a time when they've been put out of their comfort zones, for some people it might not have happened since high school or university or when they first got their job because they've just been kind of chugging along for a long time and they haven't put themselves out of their comfort zone. And I went to a conference that you've attended a couple of times now as well, uh, three years ago called New Kind. And when I got there, I felt like, ooh, like fully, this isn't me. Like, you know, these hugging and you know um you know this is completely out of my comfort zone and i think that um had i known that i was going to feel like that i probably wouldn't have done it but then that was one of the most rewarding experiences in my life and opened me up to a massive potential like shift which is which is where i'm at now sitting in here with a poncho on talking to dan about this progressive emergent festival um which is super rad but the thought i just had was how good is it now that potentially people online can get a taste of this without having to totally, you know, submit or, you know, rel relinquish that kind of, Oh, I can't do that. That's a little bit, so that's a little bit too maybe hippie or that's a little bit too maybe progressive or scary. Um, and now potentially you can get a taste of it online. And then next year when we run, you know, Yes, and Festival 3.0, that's when you go, oh, fuck, I've actually built all these radical connections. And I'd like to touch on one point because you were just a part of a, an online a community uh, with, with our reunion group um, called Rise Up. And we had 50 beautiful humans in there uh, talking about how we can respond, which was 
in response to the fires that have just gone through, but also about like what you're talking about with Yes and how can we better show up for each other and for ourselves? And I'd not witnessed it to that extent, but the psychological safety that occurred within that group, which is basically a fancy way of saying people felt comfortable with being vulnerable was amazing and magical. And I feel like that those experiences online, if we can cultivate those experiences online in these times, and that's going to be the stepping stone for people to get out and, and give those longer hugs and experience, you know, ecstatic dance, which seems super weird unless we're pissed or something. Um, experience, you know, sound journeys and healings and stuff like that um, from the safety of their own bedroom. So, man, I think this is freaking awesome. Well, it's like, it's a huge, huge point, eh? And I think it's really important to speak to the fact that it's almost been created and the work that, you know, you and I are doing and others out there, I know I can at least speak for myself. A part of the reason why we're creating this and I'm creating this with a bunch of epic humans is because not too long ago, I was that human that was weirded out by a lot of the hugging, right? Because of, of the world that I was living in and ecstatic dance. Like I, I'd only gone to my first conscious Saturday night party um, where there was just cacao, no alcohol, drugs uh, a little over a year ago. So it wasn't that long ago and meditation in itself. Um, I remember yoga. I was just saying to someone maybe five years ago, I went, now it was probably about six years ago. Now I went to my first yoga class six years ago. Isn't that long ago? Went to my first yoga class and I remember being in there going, this is fucking weird. And, and it was just yoga, right? <laughs> but the language that was being used and all of that, which is completely nor normalized. I'm like, this isn't just for, uh, what some people, you know, the idea that some people have of spirituality, some people is of tree hugging hippies that have no job and can't make any money, right? Like, but they're just like one with the world. That's why we want to talk about being able to do good in the world, be involved in spiritual practice, which which means to explore knowing thyself. Right? Who doesn't want to know thyself a little bit better so that we're not had by our patterns and so on and so on. And yeah, basically doing all of that stuff, but leaning into the discomfort of it. Cause what that means is you're expanding your circle of play. If you're leaning into a little bit of discomfort, that's big thumbs up and don't shy away from that. Because otherwise that circle of play remains the size that it is. And you might feel like that sweet, but fuck me, when you lean into that discomfort, the freedom that you, that you get to experience that is there on offer for people is so beautiful. And we just want to create a safe space where it's not imposing anything on anyone, but rather, Hey, we got ya. We're doing this together. You're not on your own. Let's, um, let's let's have one hell of a time and feel like we're five again that's right yeah and not being on our own is is going to be huge because we already whether we liked it or not we were social distancing before we were now social distancing based on how much time we're spending online uh and now we're going to be spending time online and a brilliant friend of mine who i'll link up with you uh at some point uh Edousa in the states um, I'm sure I've told you about him before. He's the guy who like teaches people how to speak different languages super quick through um, mimicry. Anyway, super interesting mind. He's developing a program at the moment about, which is kind of in line with vice optimization, which is my jam. So how are we like, okay, let's hold that. You know, we, okay, we can watch Netflix. We can learn some stuff, but let's not just go into a shell of despair and follow people who are just alarmists. Let's make sure that we have our, our balance. So you've been throwing around this information ecology work with Maddie Kendall. Um, yeah. It's like, what, you know, what are we letting in? And then what are we seeking out as well? Like who are the people that we're trying to find? So maybe that's a great place to actually have a chat about what would, what, what does the information ecology, what does the information ecology of yes and festival look like? What could people expect? when 
going in and feel free to drop some frothy names. I know you mentioned Tommy Franklin, Central Coast represent. Um, but yeah, give us a bit of a rundown. Well, I want to uh, start that off with the fact that I was more and more exposed to, to that phrase, information ecology, during that four-week Rise Up program with Reunion. And, and I, that was one of the most pivotal shifts for me, just learning that phrase and sort of having been, been exposed to it more, information ecology, I was like, okay, so the, the, all of the things that make up my sources of information that, are, that I get exposed to. And so just knowing that, I started to think about intentionally, I was like, well, what is feeding me information right now? What am I surrounding myself with? And what am I exposing myself to? And who am I surrounding myself with uh, in regards to that, the places that I get my information from, whether that's online or people I speak to or whatever else. And I thought, shit, like we actually get to design our, a part of our information ecology by choosing intentionally who we surround ourselves with and, and what we're, you know, even being a part of a program like Rise Up with Reunion. Um, so like you said, we're really wanting the SN Festival at this point in time to be a healthy source uh, and contributor into all of the information that's out there for people. And we're going to touch on things like work and business for good and what that might look like right now. Like how can we um, recreate our work and, and, and get through this time, but also have it really allow us to thrive beyond this time. So integrating it into our lives. Uh, we're going to be touching on, you know, skills and ways of centering oneself. Uh, a good friend of mine from Hybration Organics keeps saying we need to keep ourselves in the eye of the storm in that in that center where it's the calmest and we do that by bringing ourselves there and dropping in um and so it's almost a concept of finding stillness amongst all of the chaos and and movement which then gives us way more clarity on the chaos so that'll be through breath and and meditation and some other things there um, we're going to be talking about what it means to live regeneratively because regenerative living is such an umbrella term and it includes how do we live in a way that is regenerative for the human, regenerative for nature and our environment and regenerative for our collective, for the community. Right? And in this point in time, we really want to be looking at how we can support self, others and in, in support of, of nature. So all of these things come into play and there will be a session on there where with all of this information, there'll be start, stuff that starts to trigger an idea in your mind. And we want that to ignite that idea. And we'll go through a process where you will have some step-by-step -step actions for the next day, next week, and next month. And at this point in time, we're not fooling ourselves either. Things are cha changing on the daily. So we want, a part of what we're wanting to teach is to be agile in our, to be agile in our uh, decision making and be able to have a plan but be ready to shift as quickly as possible, to be ready to improvise and say yes to what's coming up next and contribute to it and build and let it be emerging as to what our solutions are to what's happening right now. So some of the names, I didn't even mention some of the names. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, awesome, Tom Dawkins. <laughs> Tom oh, yeah. Dawkins from Frother. Starts and Go. Yep. Get him yeah. on. Yeah. He's, he's huge. And uh, I mean, everyone we've got involved is massive. Tim Silverwood from, you know, formerly from, he's an ambassador for Take Three for the Sea and now moved into a new venture, uh, Ocean Impact Org, which is unreal. Absolute love for nature and the ocean. Um, who else are we going to? have on their digital storytellers. We're looking to have them involved. So cool little thing we're going to be doing with them. Uh, they might be bringing in a scribe. How's my connection? Good. Connection's still going all right. Yeah, yep. we're, still, we're still going. We're still good. You keep talking. I'll be back in two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. 
Cool. Looking to bring in a scribe. Uh, what does that mean? So basically, if you're going to be, if we're going to be streaming, you're going to be watching the festival. And let's just say you've got Tom Dawkins speaking. What's going to happen is that there'll be a scribe drawing a cartoon as Tom Dawkins speaks, which will be reflective of the words that are coming out of his mouth. And this cartoon will then tell the story of what the speaker was delivering. So it's going to be highly engaging and you'll be able to flick between watching Tom and watching this narrative that's unfolding in this, in this scribe well, by this scribe, which is really, really cool. Um, and then, yeah, talking about ethical money and whole foods and how we can, uh, you know, during this time buy foods that are cheaper, uh, but dense in nutrients, uh, which is, you know, a really ba basic topic, but super important to have us, uh, be nourished and thrive during this time still this time of austerity so yeah Sweet. yeah <laughs> um yeah i'll be there too so i'll be uh jamming <laughs> on something um we're still uh, still not sure exactly what that'll be yeah so um my my session uh at the sn festival will be something around group flow i've been doing a fair bit of work online lately um, with a few different projects, as we mentioned, reunion before I've done a, a three month program, which is finishing very soon, um, called your evolution with a couple of, uh, flow genome project coaches from down in Melbourne, which is super rad as well. So maybe I'll just invite a couple of a guests to throw some things in the room. I've got a, a mate who's very, uh, he's very deep in VR and that kind of stuff. So maybe there's something he can add to that a little bit of, frothy flow um and then really using this tool zoom i guess to its capacity and understanding how we can you know well what happened the other day when we um on the last call of reunion uh we there's this thing on zoom for you guys who aren't sure um you can throw it to a breakout room essentially it's like you split your whole cohort of people on the call into groups and anyway the brief was play just play however you uh, you see fit, and so we split the groups up, and then and and then what happened, Dan? We came back online, and this is all adults, by the way. This is forty something adults. Yeah, so we're we're, we're split up in groups, and uh, we created cubby houses um, out of where we were. So I was. I'd never had so many people under my doona at the one, in the one time. Um, Are you sure? And yeah, we just felt like we were five again. And, and <laughs> we just felt like we were five again. <laughs> the little voice in your head, Benny. It couldn't help it. Couldn't help it. <laughs> <laughs> just flipped out um catch it put it back in um yeah it was just unreal um to to break out like that uh do something we hadn't done before and do, it was super fun it was unreal yeah so if we can i reckon the challenge the question is and the challenge how can we create group flow when being online and still have a sense of that connected flow with a bunch of others knowing that there's many others in their room somewhere in the world doing exactly what you're doing right now. Uh, so I think it's absolutely possible. Um, let's see how we go. Totally. And did I tell you what I'm doing this Friday? Um, uh, VIP launch token bar. So my business, uh, if you don't know about that, it's 101 tokens. My main jam is about, transitioning the way we drink alcohol well we've got to drink it differently now for sure so i'm going to open up a, a the token bar zoom room on friday um i'm still setting up the times but it's going to be music and people can you know when we did we did friday drinks club <laughs> last year with joshy which was all about like sitting around outside you could bring beers wines kombuchas water and it was open conversations about alcohol so we would riff about alcohol for a little while but then it just would go off into different topics, mental health, anything like that. And then just completely not, not serious shit, you know, like just jamming about what you're frothing on at the moment, which is a hot topic. Um, so yeah, this, this kind of, um, the token bar will open this Friday and I'm going to invite 
um, my email list and then probably social media and, and see what happens, see what emerges. How good. I love it. Like it's, we've just, there's a level of acceptance that needs to come with what's happening while, whilst it is temporary. We don't know what temporary, what the frame time frame for that is. So whilst it's happening, we just got to make, make the most of it and, and be innovative and, and a little bit courageous to, to try something new and see if we can still support. And you're supporting a bunch of humans that might be used to uh, having that time elsewhere out in public. Uh, and all of a sudden they can come to the 101 bar if that's what you're calling it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah, it's calling, it to- calling it token bar, but it might change to token 101 bar. bar. I guess everyone's moving in agile, like the business term agile, like everything's moving so fast that we've all got to move fast. And maybe everyone's like, Token bar is a shit name. Change it to something else. But anyway, that might happen. Um, but I had a train of thought just then, which was around uh, one of my mentors that I've never met yet, one of my frothers that I've never met yet, um, Derek Sivers. And th- last week when kind of the information, my information ecology was very hard up in, in the, the gnarliness alerts going on over in the States. Not that you would know that based on um, what's going on in Australia. It seems a little bit more blase, hopefully picking up now. Um, but Derek Sivers has got a huge mailing list. Like he's kind of at the level of, you know, mates with Tim Ferriss kind of been on multiple times, really, really successful entrepreneur, and really deep thinker, but re- but really like condenses things into like super simplistic things. So like he's got a podcast that they go for three minutes and they're mind blowing. So you can just sit there and listen to him. Boom, boom, boom. Um, and he just sent an email, which was, hi um are you okay and i've just been kind of racking my brain like what do i send my list i've got i've got a big list i've got probably two and a half thousand people on it which is which is okay um derek's probably got uh, probably hundreds of thousands if not millions uh and he sent this message out and he's replied to me before and stuff i've sent back to him and i thought yeah that's that's the message to send that's 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 almost the simplistic message to send so i sent basically that message out to my my group and the interesting thing was that um, for the most part, most of them were okay. Some of them are really having a shocking time. So I'd say it would be worth sending out that, like throwing out that, that fishing rod to people, uh, even if it is just on your socials. Um, but one interesting thing was that people were saying, oh, I've been using a few extra tokens lately. And so if you don't know what a token is, it just means a drinking session. So they may not have been intended. So I guess my result, my because I'd thrown out the fishing line, let's get a bit of data in, what's going on with the group? Like, let's see what people are saying. And then the result is, hey, let's, let's get together online and have a little bit of a discussion. And it might, and it might just be a big party. And it, might, and it might be breakout rooms where people talk about a bit more serious shit. Um, but we'll just let that emerge. And, and not, to hold, not to hold the structure too tightly, which I think is going to be awesome about Yes and, uh, and, and the way you run everything, which is the epitome of the whole thing is, Yes, and oh, okay. Well, that's not feeling like it's working right now. Let's just pivot a little bit and see what happens. Um, and so, yeah, I'd love to sort of throw that riff out there. Um, are you okay? Really basic. And then once you learn how people are, make some decisions off the back of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think if we're talking about seeing where we could be of support and how we can best support others, uh, the best way to do that is by asking good questions. And some of them, are, some of those really good questions are the simplest of questions. Like, are you okay? And how could I help? How could I support you? So absolutely. Um, love it, mate. Mate, give me, um, yeah, just to, just to keep a little bit of consistency with the podcast, just a little bit. Give me um, your, who, who's got you frothing at the moment? Like who's someone in the, it can be in the, uh, public eye actually we'll do two questions someone you know at the moment who's really inspiring you and then someone so within your close circle and then someone who's kind of like on i guess the uh <laughs> bigger stage there goes my prop um microphone yeah so start off with someone in your inner circle who's who's got your frothing at the moment who's a frother the person that comes to mind is sarah rickards uh Sarah Rickards is from Future Giving, from Reunion.Earth, um, from many other things. She, I recently said to her that I had noticed, I was on a group Zoom call with her, and the way that she's showing up 
um, in so many different areas for the environment, uh, with the government, as in, you know, bring that climate act out or helping to do so. Um, and then like still getting involved whilst incredibly busy, still getting involved with projects like yes and festival reunion earth. And the way I could see the way that she was showing up in those chats and calls in the past at some point, I know she, she probably would have done that at the expense of herself and being a whole lot more stressed. Although she's coming, showing up in, in a super clear way and it's just incredible and super inspiring. Hey. Um, so, uh, you know, if we're talking about those four quadrants, you know, showing up for yourself and for others and, and in the work and asking yourself how you're doing that, it's a question that everyone can ask. How am I showing up for myself? I need to be, cause it's, it's stemming from here. My, the source of support stems from here. And then how am I showing up for someone else? Cause it's not just about me whilst me is important it's also about me with others in relation to others supporting others and then in the work that we're doing collectively so yeah sarah ricard's absolute uh inspiration at this point in time massive in terms of sorry to cut you off i think it's just an important yeah. point to say that the, when i originally set up yeah the, go for it mate when i originally set up the frothing scale of like the seven seven deadly frothers and the two anchors at the bottom were you and Sarah Rickards. So that's, 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 I guess that's pretty important. I guess that was like, it might have been like two years ago when I was saying, well, who are the people who are keeping me steady? Who are, who are the people who are keeping me in the eye of the storm? Sometimes we were just stepping off, going rogue into the storm on purpose. But I think like for the most part, it was kind of like keeping you centered uh, was super important. So massive shout out and much love to Sarah. Um, definitely for your information ecology, uh, even though she's a, bit, a little bit more quiet on social media, um, read what she writes because when she does, it's very well considered like when she does show up in a meeting um, and, and she's a scientist, so it's not fucking bullshit. So, um, yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. So many, many thanks, Dan, and um, crack on, bro. We've got a little bit of time delay, so I apologise if it's a little bit funky. That's all right. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, the people that... I've been receiving most of my information from a quite relatively close to me rather than someone that's out there in the public eye of the masses, right? So the reunion crew as a whole, which includes you have been unreal. Um, yeah, that it, it feels like, like, you know, my people, my tribe and my language and so on. And so it really feels like home. And, um, I can't think of anyone that I've been really, Oh, okay. Okay. I've, I've got some. So the guys at Rebel Wisdom, at Future Thinkers, uh, Daniel Schmachtenberger, uh, these guys for sure, when it comes to making sense of sense making and making sense of what's happening right now and all of that stuff, uh, they're unreal. I'm actually going to do a Benny and uh, I, I don't know what, whether I don't know whether it's a boundary frother or whatever else, but I'm going to take a leaf out of your book and reach out to someone that might think they might not come on to the festival or whatever, but I'm going to reach out to Daniel Schmachtenberger, send him a video and let him know what we're doing with Yes And Festival, see if we get him on. Um, it'll be unreal. And at the same time, I'm going to invite him uh, to next year's festival in advance saying, we want you involved in this one. would love to have you there next year, either way, whether you can make this one or not. So um, yeah, that's been unreal. So check those out on YouTube or wherever else. Daniel Schmachtenberger, I'm sure you will include those in the, in the list here in the notes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. He's a, he's a super deep thinker. Um, he just released, I saw on Facebook, um, his response. So basically if you want, if you're still looking for like where you're getting your COVID information from, I haven't watched it yet, but there's something about sense making and really important point is like to identify. Um, and this has been actually part of the workshops I've just released as well. And, and, Based on a bit of Maddie's, uh, Maddie Kendall, who's in reunion as well with Seb Berry, as well as Sarah Rickards, Maddie's kind of the strategic brain around and goes deep on sense making. And he's he's very big on um, making sure that we kind of map our sense making. So like, who are we listening to? Who are the frothers that we have in our lives? And then you got to go a little bit of a layer deeper, which is kind of like ties into integral as well. Is like, what is who is that person who is making sense of that person's world? 
like who are they proxying there and proxying fancy word for um, giving over, giving over a certain type of like understanding to someone else for your understanding. If that makes sense. I could have said that better, mm. but like, yeah, who are you, who are they proxying their sense making to? Because then that's filtering how you're understanding the world um, at large. And so, yeah, a lot of the work that we did with reunion was us proxying to Daniel Schmachtenberger, Jamie wheel, Jordan Greenhall, Benita Roy. Um, yeah. These amazing thinkers, uh, which is fucking sick. And, and the cool thing is, and I guess what the, this does is it, it'll, it'll bring out our frothy universe circles into even smaller because people with, and that's the thing with your message to Daniel, it might not get through. He might, he might listen to it in a year's time or something, but eventually with, contacting people like that with the messages that are beneficial for them to hear as well for them to go, Oh, this guy's really, you know, got something to give. How can we, cause all these people, right. All of them realize that the way forward is collaboration or co-liberation, which I'll let you expand on. Um, and so bringing more people into that universe is super crucial now. And we want teams to party with. And the reason why reunions called reunions, cause it's a fucking party. So we want to bring more people in who want to, you know, we've got to be serious, but we've got to party as well because we can't all be sad sacks of shit because that's just boring. Who wants to hang out with them anyway? Um, we've got to be serious when it comes to showing up um, for serious situations. But at the same time, whew, let's let our hand, head down and party. And that's what Yes and Festival is about. Um, so, yeah. Well, serious. I don't believe in seriousness ever, ever, <laughs> ever, 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 ever. Like I reckon you could be a surgeon and not be serious you could be a funeral director whatever and not be serious a business owner and not be serious however you can do all of those roles by being 100 percent and completely sincere in your work without being serious if a surgeon is being sincere in his work do you need him to be serious if he's being sincere in his work ask that question right and and so and and the other reason whilst you know who wants to hang out with the guys that aren't playing like that that's one thing and then to think about what it does not to be playing what it does not to be in touch with that five-year-old self it means that we're limiting our capacity to function in this world it means that we're functioning in a contracted state and if we're in a contracted state we're in a reactive state and we're just it's it's no good for anyone for ourselves or anyone around us but if we can bring sincere work in with a level and a sense of play, then all of a sudden we're thinking, speaking and acting from an expanded state. And mm. that, that's a huge reason not to be serious, be sincere and be playful in everything that you're doing. That's why I'm going to yes end because right there, I've just changed my perception and it's totally in alignment with what, you know, the, the, the message I want to bring to the world. So yeah, fuck seriousness. Let's get sincere. It's really easy to remember too. Let's let's sub seriousness for sincerity. Um, yeah, that's awesome, man. Thanks so much for sharing that. That's a little level up. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear what that what how that rolls. Now I'm going to do something a little bit different here because I guess we're kind of the the whole point I guess of what finding the frothers podcast and what however this gets transmitted out now is to kind of shine the light which i've only just worked out while sitting here talking to you and why i felt called to finally make us finally have this this chat and record it because we've had a bazillion epic chats is because the mission for it is now to project the voices of the people who are going to who are thinking in that emergent way in the within this particular paradigm of existence that we've got at the moment basically that everything's changed and we're all going online and this so I'm just going to be having conversations with people like this um, and about the things that they're doing. So there's no like, Oh, you can buy this product as you zooms 50% off. It's going to be like, no, actually, how about you just come and join us at this rad thing that we're doing in a couple of weekends time called yes. And festival, or how about you come and explore what reunion rise up program is, um, et cetera, et cetera. And that's the cool thing. All the people that we know um, are doing these things. And so I'll have an abundance of conversations to have. But let's take a practical point here. You've got a conversation coming up with your business partner, Mick, um, which is rad. I hope you don't mind me, me mentioning that. 
So you've got a transition period right now. Like I could run you right to 9.30 and you could go from call to call. And for me, and this is what I talk about in my workshops, that's not very good. And that's why if we're in an office situation, that's why we're so cooked because we're literally in some instances running from place to place. Now, I know you have great practices for upregulating, downregulating state. You're very aware of how you're feeling. But for potentially people who are out there now and are transitioning to having to be online, meeting to meeting, um, conversation to conversation, do you have any uh, advice for how you yourself would transition if you, if you were feeling a little bit whipped up um, just before heading into a, a new conversation or workshop? And I'm going to let you go early so you can do that. <laughs> Close your eyes. Hey, so like 80% of all of the stimulation that we receive from the external world comes through our eyes. And so I often call meditation sitting practice because meditation is a highly loaded word. Like, Hey, you should meditate. Oh, what does that mean? Do I sit like this? Do I hold my hands like that? What do I do when I'm doing it? If we can just spend a little more time sitting, eyes closed and dropping into a state of softness, like just if, if you tell your body to, if you ask yourself, am I at ease? Nah, you feel the tension around your shoulders, whatever else, cool, get at ease. And your, sh your body knows what to do. It's way more intelligent than we give it credit for. So spending punctuating your day with three minutes to five minutes worth of sitting, eyes being closed and just dropping in, dropping in. And as you feel, ask, speak, to your, speak to yourself and that thought in the head and say, as you go into it, say, give me a moment with me and then drop in. And then you'll notice it'll creep back up and the thinking creeps back up. Don't get angry at it. It's just doing what it has only ever known, what to, know, known to do. Notice it. Oh, yeah, it's just thinking. It's doing what it does all the time. Cool. I'm just going to drop back in and just drop in. Relax, relax. Then it comes up again. If you feel tension around your shoulders, your head, drop back in. Relax. And do that for three minutes, eyes closed. And that'll be three to five minutes that you wouldn't have otherwise had in the day with, without the stimulation of the external world. So it's, you know, the simplicity of that whilst also trying to maintain a level of calmness in every, even if you're stressed, we can see the thing that's, that, that it could be a cause of stress with a le level of stillness and calm from this end. Mm, awesome, dude. Yeah. Much love. That's awesome. I'm going to give you a couple of minutes before you get on that call to Mick and, um, He's a legend anyway, so you, you guys could probably do some practice together, which is also another option. If you're in a group scenario, do a, just do a little short practice. Um, if that's how you jam, introduce it. Why not? Um, now's the time. Give it a crack. And thanks, man. Much love. Uh, one more thing. Yep. Go for it. Oh, yeah. How, how do people go to yes and? Shit. Sorry. Well, more importantly, I wanted to speak to what I've been exposed to recently, which is, and Daniel Schmachtenberger does it, Reunion does it, and it's a way... Um, we've shifted into, uh, you know, the, the festival is going to be available by contribution, right? And we, we have learned this from Reunion and Sarah Rickards and all four of you and Daniel Schmachtenberger does it as well. And the reason for that is we're fully aware of the situation that everyone is in and we want the festival to happen and be a vehicle to allow the people that are doing awesome work that can support the humans out there right now to allow them to do that. And so um, with it being by contribution, it means it, it lowers that, that barrier for people. We want, we, we want you on there. We want you to receive the benefits of it. So there's, you know, there's, there's three tiers of contribution, financial contribution. We let you know what those three tiers allow us to do. And if you, if you uh, are not in a position to make a financial commitment or want to make one that's lower than what's on there or higher, then shoot us an email. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a new paradigm, a new way of doing business, which I'm learning from Sarah Rickards in a big, big way. So um, we're all in this together. We want to support one another. Um, you know, 
we see it being a, a reciprocal relationship of support us so that we can support you and many others out there and the and support all the other people that are supporting many others out there. So uh, come and play. That's the core of it. And let's do some sincere work while we do all of that. Thanks for having me on here, Legend. Yeah, no worries, man. What is it? Is it? Yeah, yeah we're, we're little gibbering, gibbering babies. What's, uh, what's the URL again? Go.yes-and. Uh, festival maybe i don't know i think i'll just, just post it i'll just post it we're too busy <laughs> emerging to worry about urls <laughs> yeah righto brother um good luck for the day and um i'll, I'll see you uh yeah. i'll, I'll talk to you soon url that i haven't uh, yet. awesome you see you bro find the frothers Quick one, guys, to keep this show afloat, feel free to subscribe and share the love. Maybe even leave a cheeky comment review. That'd be awesome. You can find the show notes on my website at bennywallington.com. And finally, this episode was sponsored by my grandma, Joyce Reichel, who passed away last year from dementia. She was one of the original frothers and would talk to anyone on the bus, train, or wherever and generously impart her energy and wisdom. So if you see an elderly person who is looking for someone to froth with, go and hang out with them. They've got the best stories. Also, a huge shout out to our producer, Lily Haynes, for bringing this to life, and Billy Otto, who created that beautiful introduction in true Billy Otto style. Also, my buddies in Australia and the UK, who have been super generous in swimming me feedback. In a way, all of you guys are sponsoring me with your time. Love to the guests, past and future, and also to you guys for listening. Ciao for now. You.